Blog Talk Radio. talking with you tonight about something that so many people struggle with. It's just a remarkable problem. It's become pandemic in this country. We're talking about ending your carbohydrate carbohydrate addictions forever. When you think about Super Bowl Sunday, you're talking about something that tunes you right into that whole subject because you can believe that it's the second biggest eating day of the year next to Thanksgiving. We talk about carbohydrates just on this day alone. Americans consume 325 million gallons of a liquid carbohydrate called beer. 325 million gallons of beer today. 28 million pounds of chips, corn chips and potato chips. 13 million pizzas are consumed on this day. 4 million pounds of pretzels. We are a carbohydrate nation. What is a carbohydrate? A carbohydrate is not a hard thing to understand. There's three three different major categories of foods, of course. There are proteins, fats, and then there are carbohydrates. Carbohydrate is basically a sugar, starch, and a fiber found in fruits, grains, various vegetables, and milk products as well. Their carb- carbohydrates are high in concentrated carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. Essentially, carbohydrates are the body's number one, the main source of energy derivation. There's a process called anaerobic glycolysis. That word, that, that term essentially means that we take carbohydrates into our body, specifically into our liver, process the energy, send the energy to the muscles and to the various cells of the body, fuel ourselves, charge up the energy of our body, Whatever we can't use, whatever's left over, we store as fat. So a predominant component of carbohydrates that we don't utilize, and believe me, we don't utilize as much as you think. So what we can utilize for energy, we use immediately. What we don't utilize for energy, we store as a fat. And again, I read an interesting thesis not too many years ago about a gentleman who did some configurations and some, some math on the whole topic. He established in his, in his thesis that by the age of 50, the average American has stored the equivalency of 26,000 pancakes. I'll say that again. We don't use all the carbohydrates that we eat. That's part of the problem. The vast majority of it, after we use our, after we, after we obtain whatever fuel we, we can get from our carbs, and we do, we get, we get fuel from carbs. As I said, carbohydrates are major sources of energy. We take the energy that we can we obtain, whatever's left over, we convert into stored fat. So by the age of 50, the average American has stored the equivalency of 26,000 pancakes. That's a lot of fat storage in the course of one lifetime. Pretty incredible. 
It's been estimated that 75% of Americans overeat bad carbohydrates, and there are good carbohydrates or bad carbohydrates. Let's talk about that for a minute. Bad carbs are those carbs that are highly processed, and they're dumped into the bloodstream swiftly. There's not enough fiber. There's not enough nutrients because they've been stripped. So carbohydrates that have been stripped of their natural nutrients, by and large, empty into the bloodstream swiftly. Things like fiber, B-complex vitamins, minerals like manganese, et cetera, et cetera, essentially slow down the process of carbohydrate absorption. And the slower the carbohydrate is absorbed, the safer, the healthier it is. So low-starch carbohydrates that are highly unprocessed, things like apples and celery, broccoli, green beans, spinach, pears, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, blackberries, low-sugar carbs. And yes, by the way, those foods are carbohydrates, which we'll talk more about in a few minutes. But those are low-starch carbohydrates. Those are not the high-starch. Low-starch carbohydrates that are unprocessed, largely unprocessed, are the safest of all carbohydrates. And again, as I pointed out a minute ago, they dump into the bloodstream much more slowly. It's their nutrients, it's their fiber, it's their high nutritional quality that slows them down as they empty into the bloodstream. They don't require as much insulin for transport. They're not as insulin triggering. We don't have to react to them as much as we do the highly processed fat deposits. That's exactly what a bad carb is. It's a quick deposit in carbohydrate that dumps into the bloodstream swiftly, stores in a high, high preponderance of fat, and becomes, for all intents and purposes, an arterial clog. Again, by the time the average American is 50 years old, they've stored the, the equivalency of 26,000 pancakes. That's a lot of starch. That's a lot of unused energy. As I, as I pointed out a few minutes ago, just this day alone, Americans consume 325 million gallons of beer, 20 million pounds of chips, 13 million pizzas, 4 million pounds of pretzels. We are a carbohydrate nation, no question about it. I'm just going to give you a list of the top 10 highest carbohydrate foods. The top 10 highest carbohydrate foods. Top of the list, pancakes. Number two, soft pretzels. Number three, cereals. Number four is kind of surprising, milkshakes. Most people are used to thinking of dairy products like even milk as being high protein. If you look at the side of your milk container, if you have any milk in your refrigerator, which you probably shouldn't, but if you do, you'll see it has about 13 grams of sugar for for six ounces of milk. So six ounce glass of milk has 13 grams of sugar. Milk is largely sugar, largely a carbohydrate, not a protein. Number five, cereal bars. Again, how many people are constantly telling me each, each and every day that I do my work that they're eating cereal bars as a quick breakfast, as a snack between, between lunch and dinner? So many people are eating, quote, nutritious cereal bars. They're not nutritious, folks. Please get the, get the message. Cereal bars are nothing but starch and sugar. And they, they, they lead the pack as far as being ahead of cake and candy, soft drinks. So... Cereal bars are higher in carbohydrates, bad carbohydrates, than the next five on the list. And they are cake, canned fruits, not fresh fruits, canned fruits, soft drinks, corn chips, and candy. I'll read the top ten one more time. 
These are the top 10 highest carbohydrate foods, pancakes, soft pretzels, cereal, milkshakes, cereal bars, cakes, canned fruits, soft drinks, corn chips, and candy. It's been estimated that 75% of the American population overconsumes sugar. Sugar is a carbohydrate. Don't forget that. The word starch is another synonymous term. If you look up the word starch in the dictionary, it says sugar as well. Carbohydrates are essentially sugars. But again, they're, they're good carbohydrates or bad carbohydrates. Because of the fact that carbohydrates are overconsumed in our culture. And that's an understatement. Overconsumed largely due to addiction, which we're going to talk more about later. There's a specific component in the brain that, that lends itself to carbohydrate addiction that, that can be regulated by supplements. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. But it's estimated that we should eat no more than 45% of our total calories from carbohydrates. That's roughly 900 calories. So in terms of grams, we shouldn't consume more than 150 to 200 grams of carbohydrates. If people want to lose weight, you want to take 150 or or less grams of carbohydrate. You want to stabilize your weight, you want to take between 200 and 220 grams of carbohydrates. The average male consumes 296, the average female 224 grams of carbohydrates. Again, we're storing so many carbohydrates we're not using. Much of what we eat is stored as fat. That's why 160 million Americans, 160 million Americans are obese or overweight. Three quarters of the male population, 60% of the female population, and 30% of our youth population under the age of 20. Currently obese or overweight. 160 million Americans, obese or overweight. Again, three quarters of our male population 60% of our female population, and 30% of our youth population under the age of 20. So what can we do about it? There's a lot that we can do about it. We have to understand a lot more about what we're up against. We have to appreciate the chemistry, the nutritional chemistry of carbohydrates, and how they affect our brain, our pancreas, our liver, et cetera. We're going to do that very thing. We're going to talk extensively about it and how to put you in the driver's seat. My name is Mark Nimcole. You're listening to the one and only natural health show here heard on Blog Talk Radio Sunday nights at 8. We're going to take a short break, listen to a few messages. Be right back. Stay tuned. Do you suffer from digestive bloating or indigestion? Do you have chronic migraine headaches or joint and muscle aches? You might have a chronic inflammatory condition due to improper food choices. If you've answered yes to either or both of these questions, you might benefit from a one-hour consultation with yours truly. Food initiates inflammation in the body, which can be reversed through diet. If you'd like to turn around your symptoms and beat inflammation, we can customize an anti-inflammatory diet that's just for you. Reverse your inflammatory symptoms naturally. Call to set up an appointment today at 781-817-3444. That's 781-817-3444. Remember, food is medicine. The Whole Health Diet Book is much more than just an ordinary one-size-fits-all calorie-counting weight loss book. It's a life-changing book about personal transformation. 
The Whole Health Diet is a book designed to balance your body, mind, and spirit. It has to maximize your calorie-burning efficiency from the inside out, complete with recipes and insights about the why of overeating. The Whole Health Diet is a truly complete transformational book about weight loss through life change. The Whole Health Diet is available at Amazon.com. Purchase your book today. Balance your wellness through wholeness. Your favorite foods could be causing those irritating, unexplained symptoms that you've been experiencing. Bloating, restless sleep, rashes, aches, pains, migraines are all part of undiagnosed sensitivities. Alatest Medical Laboratory is your solution to identifying food sensitivities and allergies. We know that changing your diet can change your life. Talk to your doctor about ordering a test and visit foodallergy.com for more information. The first step, Alatest. Howdy, welcome back. Great to have you with us this Sunday night. Hopefully you join us on previous Sunday nights. If not, consider consider yourself invited each and every Sunday night at 8 o'clock. We love bringing these tidbits of information. If you enjoy doing it, hopefully you enjoy hearing it. I'm talking to you tonight about how to permanently beat carb and sugar addiction naturally. And it can be done. As we said earlier, there's a lot that we have to contend with from the world of biochemistry, nutritional chemistry, and brain function. There's a part of the brain called the nucleus accumbens. Nucleus accumbens. That is the brain's addiction center. Things like stress affect our hormones, affect the, the desire for sugar, or addiction in general. They've also discovered in a lot of research that Starch, high starch foods, increase the appetite for sugar. So it's kind of like one sugar begetting another. Let's go back to breaking our foods down into categories here for a minute. Proteins, carbs, and fat. One of the first most important things that I recommend is that people start changing their dietary patterns, their dietary trends. People tend to eat high concentrations of carbohydrates in the form of starches that are high starch carbohydrates. Let's let's break it down into two forms of carbohydrates. High starch carbohydrates and low starch carbohydrates. The thing that sets up the addiction in the nucleus accumbens in the brain, the part of the brain that controls and regulates our addiction, it's, it's our brain's addiction center, the nucleus accumbens. That part of our brain can actually run us out of control. So it literally make it virtually impossible for us to give up sugar and starch. A lot of people are suffering, I know, I'm well aware of it. The key is we need to control what's what's taking us out of control. So we need to assert control factors over those parts of our brain and body that can easily find themselves out of control, beginning with regulating the nucleus accumbens. The nucleus accumbens tends to throw way off center, tends to become very imbalanced whenever our insulin levels are high. What is insulin? Insulin is a hormone, an icosanoid hormone. It's secreted in high concentrations, imbalancing our brain's addiction center whenever we eat high concentrations of starch. And ratios come into play here as well. We have to make sure that our protein is in higher ratio to our starch. Whenever I work with patients in this area on a day-to-day basis, I make sure that they take three servings of protein a day. Three servings, not two. The average American 
taking one to two servings of protein a day and up to five servings of starch, that's simply not going to get it done. That's going to drive your nucleus accumbens into addiction craze. You need to control your brain by controlling your, your fork. Control your brain by controlling your fork. So the, the ratios of protein have to go up. So having something like egg whites at breakfast, having something like chicken, turkey, fish at lunch and dinner with some kind of low-starch vegetable, salad. I'll give you a whole list of them in a second here. But low-starch vegetables are vegetables that have a low-sugar concentration. High-starch vegetables have a high-sugar concentration. So low-sugar carbs consist of arugula, asparagus, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, celery, Chinese cabbage, collard, cucumber, endive, escarole, garlic, green beans, kale, leeks, lettuce, mustard greens, okra, onion, parsley, scallions, spinach, summer squash, Swiss chard, turnip greens, watercress, zucchini, highly green leafy vegetables, low-starch carbs. Those are your low-starch. What are your high-starch carbs? High-starch carbs are corn, peas, potatoes, carrots, pumpkin, winter squash, sweet potato, grain products like rice, oatmeal, cereals in general. Those are your high starch. So my point is, the research has made it crystal clear. If you and I want to control our brain's addiction center, the nucleus accumbens, there's a couple ways we can do that. Use supplements that I'm going to talk about in a little bit. But dietarily, I want to talk nutrition first. You want to make sure that you take protein like chicken, fish, turkey, whatever. If you eat, some people eat soy protein like tofu and things like that. That works. Egg whites. So proteins with low starch vegetables, green leafy vegetables, three times a day. Keeping your high starch like potatoes and rice, sweet potatoes, etc., to one or maybe two servings per day. Two servings would be fine. Just don't exceed two servings of starch. You keep your ratios, as I just described, over a period of 21 days, your nucleus accumbens will, will rebalance itself. Your brain's addiction center will be back in, under your control. But if you're consistently taking too much starch in, you're going to find it virtually impossible to quit sugar. Sugar addiction comes essentially from starch addiction. And starch addiction comes from an overconsumption of high starch carbohydrates. You need to regulate by getting protein up. There's another hormone called glucagon, G-L-U-C-A-G-O-N, glucagon. So whenever we eat high protein and low starch carbohydrates, salads and tuna, whatever, those are examples of ratios, meal plans that increase the secretion of glucagon. Also, another hormone called leptin, L-E-P-T-I-N. Leptin and glucagon are regulators. They help regulate our our brain's nucleus acumens. They regulate that part of the brain that's capable of rendering us strong in the face of sugar and starch addiction, of correcting them of snapping the 
the, the tendency to be addicted, breaking us out of the addiction mode. So glucagon comes with, with protein. That's the favorable hormonal picture that we want to portray here. There's also a hormone called neuropeptide Y, neuropeptide Y. You're eating a lot of starch. You're eating in between meals. You're not eating. T- and the other thing is time regulation. Your body and your brain need time regulation. They need consistent meals. For example, a breakfast at 7, a lunch at 12, and a dinner at 5. That's just an example. You may not be able to follow those exact time frames, but that's not my point. My point is to regulate your consistency, to set up a format that's, that's ordered, that's in, that's in order, that's regulated, that's in balance. Your brain and your body need that. Once again, Neuropeptide Y, insulin, these are hormones that are produced that affect the brain function. And you're, you're darn right you're addicted. If you're, if you're producing a high concentration of neuropeptide Y and a high concentration of insulin because of the choices that you're making, time frames that you're making, the, the high starches and sugars that you're eating, you are not, you're not able to regulate your own, your own brain and your own body. They're literally virtually out of your control. And addiction is the right word, exactly what it is. So to activate the brain chemistries that can help right the ship, to balance the nucleus accumbens with high concentrations of protein, high concentrations of low-starch vegetables, correcting our potential hydrogen levels, again, more salads, proteins, low-starch vegetables like spinach, zucchini, green beans, asparagus, broccoli, etc., and proteins like chicken, turkey, and fish, tofu, egg whites. Those are the foods that are going to actually help us get our chemistry back under control in such a way that we can actually regulate brain function from the perspective of addiction. The other thing we want to make sure, as I said a few moments ago, time. Line up your time frames so that there's a consistency to them. Don't do a lot of heavy snacking on the wrong things either. Things like grapes appear to be a healthy food. Bananas, everybody's eating bananas, raisins, and grapes. Those are sugar, high-sugar fruits, high glycemic. Just to give you some examples, a low-sugar fruit is like, a, like berries, blackberries, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries. Eight grams of sugar per three-quarters cup serving. Eight grams. Eight grams per three-quarters cup. The same three-quarters cup of grapes is 26. Bananas, 18. Tropical fruit up to 40, 42. Those are high in sugar. So if you're eating the wrong kind of foods, you're setting up the wrong kind of modulation in your body. Eating the wrong kind of foods, you're setting up the wrong kind of messages in your brain. Your brain is constantly signaling, sending messages out, receiving messages based on the things you eat. Literally, based on the things you eat. You're setting up messages based on your food choices and your time frames. The two most important messages I'd start you off with. Balance your time frames of eating. Try to get regular. 7, 12, and 5, whatever whatever works for you. Spread them out. Get them consistent and regulated. Number two, increase your protein. Increase your low-starch vegetables. Decrease your starches. 
I know people are wondering, there's a lot of people out there, I can almost feel you wondering about beans. You might say, Mark, I don't eat beef. I don't eat chicken. I don't eat animal foods. Can I eat vegetable proteins like lentil soup, beans, chickpeas? Unfortunately, if you're, if you're a vegan, you, you pretty much have to go there. But the, the ratio, the ratio of most beans is one part protein, three parts carbs. So we call them proteins for a variety of reasons. And they do have protein, no question about it. They're not high in protein. They're one part protein, three part carbs. There's some beans like azuki beans and black beans that have a better ratio. They're about one to two. Most of your pinto beans and chickpeas, white beans, northern beans, navy beans, those are more like one to three. One part protein, three parts carb. They're harder to, to reconcile. Much harder to reconcile. So you want to think in terms of getting your proteins lean, baked, and broiled, frequent consumption, two to three servings a day, accompanying with low-starch vegetables. Hold your starch like your baked potato, your sweet potato, your cup of rice, down to one a day. If you want to go for two, as I said earlier, that, that'll work. So the less, the better. Everybody's metabolic is a little bit different. If you burn calories really effectively, really efficiently, take two starches a day. But don't exceed two. Up your protein, down your starch. That's the key. When it comes to fruit, stay away from the high-sugar fruits. Just use the low-sugar fruits. I'll give you a list of the low-sugar fruits right now. Grapefruit, strawberry, apples, apricots, blackberry, blueberry, raspberry, tangerine, nectarine, peaches, pears. Those are pretty reasonable. Those are pretty low, low starch, pretty low sugar. Be careful of the bananas, and a lot of people are stuck on the idea of potassium. Every fruit and every vegetable has potassium. Every fruit, every vegetable. You want potassium, just make sure you increase your produce. All produce, fruits and vegetables loaded with potassium, not just bananas. That's an important message. Try to keep the bananas off the docket. They're too high in sugar. In terms of regulating the, the nucleus accumbens, you also want to make sure that you're taking, there's one enzyme called amylase, A-M-Y-L-A-S-E. I'll spell it again, A-M-Y-L-A-S-E, amylase. Now, all, all foods, proteins, carbs, and fats have enzymes that are catalysts that break them down. The number of people that I see throughout the course of the day, week, month, and year that have carbohydrate addiction, that have a hard time losing weight, that struggle with food and sugar addiction, carbohydrate addiction, who don't produce enough amylase is astounding. So right out of the gate, you have to make sure that you're breaking down your carbohydrates and starches. If you're not, you're going to crave them twice as much. So A-M-Y-L-A-S-E, amylase. If you go on the Internet, look for the word amylase enzymes. 
You want to take one or two after breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Two, between three and six a day. Either one or two tablets after breakfast, after lunch, after dinner. A-M-Y-L-A-S-E, amylase. Because, again, if you're not breaking down your carbohydrates, then the addiction factor is going to increase radically. Make sure you have enough amylase in your system. There's no side effects with it either. Don't worry about that. Things like soda, 40 grams of sugar. Starbucks coffee averages 47 grams of sugar. I'll say that again. The average soda has 40 grams of sugar. The average Starbucks coffee is 47 grams of sugar. The liver can tolerate 50 grams in an entire day, including all, all sources and all forms. So if your sugar is high in any one given food, you're setting up a major major problem, to have, a hurt, major hurdle to have to leap over. People try to quit sugar, try to give it up. They have to contend with a lot of withdrawals. Of course, cravings are withdrawals. Fatigue is a withdrawal. Anxiety is a withdrawal. Headaches are withdrawals. Muscle pain, insomnia, chills, nausea, gas and bloating. I have so many patients, and when they get off their sugar, they go through a lot more gas and bloating. They think, geez, this diet isn't that great. You got to withdraw from all the sugar that you ate. You poisoned yourself long before you got to my office. So when we put you on a program, we've got to make sure that you're understanding the fact that you're detoxing, you're cleansing, you're clearing your body from those sugars that you ate so much, so liberally for so long. So withdrawal symptoms are not uncommon at all. When you quit it, you're going to go through some stretches of withdrawals. My name is Mark Nicole. You're listening to the Natural Household Herd on Blog Talk Radio, 8 o'clock Sunday nights. We're talking to you Sunday about ending your carb addictions forever. You got a lot to cover. You got a few messages to take care of, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Your favorite foods could be causing those irritating, unexplained symptoms that you've been experiencing. Bloating, restless sleep, rashes, aches, pains, migraines are all part of undiagnosed sensitivities. Alatest Medical Laboratory is your solution to identifying food sensitivities and allergies. We know that changing your diet can change your life. Talk to your doctor about ordering a test and visit foodallergy.com for more information. The first step, Alatest. Do you suffer from digestive bloating or indigestion? Do you have chronic migraine headaches or joint and muscle aches? You might have a chronic inflammatory condition due to improper food choices. If you've answered yes to either or both of these questions, you might benefit from a one-hour consultation with yours truly. Food initiates inflammation in the body, which can be reversed through diet. If you'd like to turn around your symptoms and beat inflammation, we can customize an anti-inflammatory diet that's just for you. Reverse your inflammatory symptoms naturally. Call to set up an appointment today at 781-817-3444. That's 781-817-3444. Remember, food is medicine. The Whole Health Diet Book is much more than just an ordinary one-size-fits-all calorie-counting weight loss book. It's a life-changing book about personal transformation. 
The Whole Health Diet is a book designed to balance your body, mind, and spirit. So as to maximize your calorie-burning efficiency from the inside out. Complete with recipes and insights about the why of overeating. The Whole Health Diet is a truly complete transformational book about weight loss through life change. The Whole Health Diet is available at Amazon.com. Purchase your book today. Balance your wellness through wholeness. Welcome back. We're talking to you tonight about ending your carbohydrate addictions forever. Hopefully you've tuned in. Hopefully you've been listening to the show. In the event that you missed anything, you can always listen back. The show will be stored at Blog Talk Radio. So you can always pick up a past program and retool your notes. We're talking a little bit about neuropeptide Y. Neuropeptide Y is a brain hormone that sends hunger signals addiction signals, craving signals throughout the brain and the body. If it's imbalanced by any kind of confusing signals from other hormones like insulin, it just gets worse and worse and worse, and it creates cravings for fat as well. So craving begets craving. So the key is to balance your hormonal system out. Something called leptin, L-E-P-T-I-N. Leptin is arguably the most powerful hormone in the human body. There's a great book written by Dr. Byron Richards. I highly recommend it. Dr. Byron Richards about leptin. Simply entitled Leptin. It's a great book, but it talks about a very powerful agent that is designed to balance out our body biochemically, hormonally, to keep us out of hormonal addiction problems. Because addiction problems are hormonal. Don't, Don't kid yourself. They're brain-based hormones. They affect both the body and the brain simultaneously. But they're brain-based hormones. The key here is to make sure that you understand that leptin, L-E-P-T-A-N, leptin is the major factor that regulates our body's balance points. So if we're in balance with regards to our cravings and our sugar and our carbohydrates and our proteins, you'll never get in trouble. We produce leptin. So you want to make sure leptin's in balance because if leptin is in balance and all the other insulin hormones, neuropeptide Y, the addiction hormones like we talked about will be in balance as well. So you got to regulate insulin by regulating leptin. Leptin is the key, L-E-P-T-I-N. So here's the key. I just gave you the key. Protein, low-starch vegetables. Keep your starches to a dull roar. Don't do a lot of snacking in between meals. Don't drink during meals. Remember what I said about the enzyme. Amylase, A-M-Y-L-A-S. You want to take that one or, two, one or two after each meal. That'll regulate your body dramatically. It'll make a big difference. Also, you want to make sure that you understand that carbohydrates come in liquid form as well, like we talked about at the beginning of the program. Today's the day where Americans drink 325 million gallons of a liquid carbohydrate called beer. They also consume high concentrations of soda, which amount to 40 grams of sugar. A lot of commercial coffees, 45 to 50 grams of sugar. So there are a lot of liquid, a lot of liquid forms of sugar and carbohydrate as well that are sabotaging us. I've had people regulate their diet, do a pretty good job, insist on drinking high sugar fruit juices, consuming coffees with the sugar in them, et cetera, et cetera. And that's how they sabotage. So you got to keep your beverages straight as well. 
There's a process called anaerobic glycolysis. I want to get back to that. Anaerobic glycolysis is just so important. It's, it's what this thing is all about. It takes carbohydrate to convert it into usable energy to not store a tremendous, tremendously high concentration of it, to use efficiently and effectively, to take, take the time to efficiently break down your carbohydrate, store what's left in small amounts. What happens, unfortunately, most of the time is we're consuming so many high-starch carbohydrates, so many processed carbohydrates. As I said earlier in the, pro, in the program, those carbs that dump into the blood quickest are the most detrimental. Highly processed carbs don't have enough fiber, don't have enough nutrients to slow them down. That's such a key point. It's all about fast versus slow. Carbohydrates that don't have fiber, that don't have nutrients, dump into the bloodstream swiftly, so fast. So they, re- they cause such an insulin reaction. So the, the sugar and the, sh- the processed sugar concentrations are higher. The insulin goes up. That causes low blood sugar. Hypoglycemia. What happens if we continue to do that? We continue to eat fast-burning sugars. We continue to eat sugars that are highly processed. We continue to trigger insulin to transport those. Low blood sugar, hypoglycemia, followed by insulin while running dry. You continue to eat sugar, drain the insulin, you'll no longer have it. If you run out of insulin, you take on a condition called disinsulinism. That's called diabetes. So it's so important to realize hypoglycemia, low blood sugar, is a precursor. It's a pre-diabetic condition. It's the beginning of diabetes. By eating a lot of sugar, your insulin goes up. You, you drain the insulin while dry. Then you don't have insulin to keep your sugar low. That's called diabetes. That all happens through the process of anaerobic glycolysis, like we said earlier. You're breaking down carbs, using them as energy, storing the rest. If you're eating, if you're eating highly processed, Sugars and starches, you're storing more than you're, than you're utilizing. That's the key. Lack of efficiency, detrimental. We were talking about withdrawals a little while ago. Cravings are part of the withdrawal process. If you crave sugar, it's a withdrawal. You're stuck in the process. Long term, snap out of it. You got to follow the direction. The information we're giving you will snap you out of it. I promise. We're going to give you some supplements in a minute or two that are extremely vital. They make a big difference. They work. But you got to have the diet right. The supplements alone won't, won't do well. Not as well as they would with the diets. So diet and supplementation. Cravings are part of the part of the so part of the problem rather. Fatigue, anxiety. Headaches, pain, muscle pain especially, insomnia, chills, nausea, gas and bloating. Now, where does the gas and bloating come from? So many people complain about it. I try to get off sugar. I saw a healthy diet and I have more gas. What's going on here? This is no good. This, this is problematic. There's something called PCC, polysystemic chronic candidiasis. I talk about it all the time. Candida. Candida bacteria is fungal bacteria. It's yeast. 
Keep this in mind. Sugar produces yeast, period. Period. Sugar produces yeast. The more starch we eat, the more sugar we consume, the higher our yeast. If you're producing yeast, you're going to have a lot of gas and bloating, both in the small intestine and the large intestine. So many people suffer from so many different gut problems. So many gut problems are bacterial. And so many bacterial gut problems come from yeast. So many yeast problems come from sugar. This has become very fashionable in recent years for the world of nutrition to talk the gut problem issue. Everybody's talking about gut health. They're all selling so many different products. They're all pitching and pitching and pitching. Gut, gut, gut. The gut problem's been going on for years. They come from sugar. It produces yeast. And yeast that produces a single cell bacteria in the small intestine, in the large intestine, producing gas and bloating and digestive upset. Everybody thinks a probiotic can make that go away. It doesn't make it go away. And you need to take care of the sugar problem. If you're eating sugar, if you're eating starch, you're producing yeast, period. If you're producing yeast, you're producing a world of different problems. That's why they call it PCC, polysystemic means many systems, polysystemic chronic candidiasis. It's yeast, it's chronic, it's yeast that produces hundreds of symptoms. So many people have been diagnosed with so many things. I'll never forget, 20 years ago or so, I remember a story about a gentleman that I saw who came in my office, and he was rushed to the hospital. They performed emergency heart surgery on him. They found that his heart was perfectly fine. They actually took him in, opened him up. They found all kinds of yeast in his heart valve. True story, yeast in his heart valve. They were stunned to find out that his heart was in perfectly good shape, but that his yeast levels were so high. He was producing cardiovascular symptoms, literally mimicking the symptoms of a full-blown heart attack with yeast, purely from yeast. Where does yeast come from? It comes from sugar. That's the other part of this equation. You've got to understand that sugar and, 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 its, and its addictive problems that it causes cause a myriad of other problems potentially serious, or mimicking potentially serious problems. Extremely important to realize that sugar causes hell in so many different ways. There's a book that I highly, highly recommend a book. It's, it's an old book. It's from way back when. It's, it's, a, it's a classic. Written by William Dufty, D-U-F-T-Y, William Dufty. William Dufty, The Sugar Blues. Again, I'll say that one more time. William Dufty, D-U-F-T-Y, The Sugar Blues. It's a classic great book. It covers every aspect of the sugar business, the sugar industry, the sugar problem. Fantastic book. I really have to underscore the importance of this PCC issue. And again, it's also important to note that it's not just about sugar. It's about starch. It's about too much rice. It's about too much. I mean, I have patients, for example, that come in, they tell me they eat oatmeal at breakfast, eat brown rice with their lunch, eat quinoa at dinner. Those are good carbohydrates. They're still high starch, and they're being overconsumed in many cases. Bananas for snacks. 
I have another story of a guy that I saw years ago, a very well-known attorney in the greater Boston area, trial attorney, extremely successful guy, a vegetarian, by the way. He worked out 90 minutes, six days a week, physically active, mint condition, worked really hard to stay well. His heart is producing high levels of blood fats, triglycerides, cholesterols. They couldn't, they couldn't regulate his blood fats. I, I worked with him for quite a while. Let me explain something to you. If you're eating a lot of starch, like bananas, brown rice, quinoa, millet, etc., which he was, he was eating a lot of whole grains, a lot of sweet fruits, tropical fruits, bananas, raisins. He was dumping so much sugar from the wrong kind of food combinations in his bloodstream. He was clogging up his arteries with blood fats. I got him off these things. His, his blood fats went away almost overnight. It took us about a month. Real, real quick turnaround. Cholesterol came back to normal. Triglycerides came back to normal. He was perfectly fine. The doctors were amazed, stunned. Three carbon fats are from too much stored sugar. That's what we talked about earlier, anaerobic glycolysis. you got to cut your starches down. Cut the bananas and the brown rice down. I know they're healthy foods in a lot of respects, but they're not the right kind of food for this situation. This is a serious situation we've got to take control of. I think the other part of the equation that we always talk about is being really important here. Is, so we always mention it's important to keep your pH corrected. If you're withdrawing some sugar and you're suffering from the withdrawals, so many people try to quit. They can't. They don't, they don't do well quitting. Too much craving. Correct your pH and your cravings will improve dramatically. Radically. To get off sugar with, a, with an acidic pH is virtually impossible. I'll tell you right now. Pure and simple. To get off sugar with a corrected pH is a much easier time. Don't forget, when you correct your pH, you're increasing the supply of oxygen in your blood. The greater your oxygen levels, the greater it is, the easier it is to quit sugar, to move, to move out of addiction. By the way, that's true of any addiction, alcohol addiction, drug addiction, any addiction. The more oxygenated your blood, the better a time you'll have at withdrawal. The more acidic your blood, the lower your oxygen levels. The more acid, the more, the more you'll, you'll struggle with it. You'll suffer with it. You've got to keep your body oxygenated and alkalized. That's extremely important. I just tell people, keep your urine between 6.4 and 6.8. To keep your urine between 6.4 and 6.8 with baking soda and chlorophyll, regulating your pH will make, it, make withdrawing from sugar, starch, the addiction process. Imminently easier. Much, much easier. Withdrawals are not easy, like we said earlier. A lot of fatigue factor sets in. People deal with anxiety and depression. They've never had anxiety and depression before. Withdrawing is very tough. It causes physical pain in muscles and joints and ligaments and tendons, neuromuscular systems, causes insomnia. Like I said, you feel like you have a, like a flu. It causes chills, nausea. It's pretty hard to withdraw. 
Sugar is a, is a tough, tough thing to withdraw from, starches and sugars. You've got to correct your pH, increase your protein, take your enzymes. Those will make a big difference. You need everything on your side. This is a tough proposition. You need to work at it. You need to put together a whole po- a holistic program, a kind of total program. You need to work with it. Now, one of the things I want to tell you before our next break, to follow what I've told you so far, if you really do follow it, you should snap the sugar habit in 21 days. 21 days. You'll break the, you'll break the biochemical addiction, the starch and sugar. With the supplements that I'm going to come back with after the next break, and I'm going to tell you about some supplements, you'll get it done in 10 days. So typically it's going to take 21 days to beat the sugar habit. I have some really fine supplements that are big difference makers, big, big difference makers. And if you follow the diet and take these supplements, my promise is you'll get it done in 10 days. So it's not easy to do. We know that. It's, it's tough to withdraw, like we said, but it can be done. There's, a, there's organized ways to do it, and I presented you with one tonight that I'm going to conclude with with some powerful supplements. We talk about these supplements when we come back. You'll see that they make a big difference. They're going to cut, cut the withdrawal process in half literally in half, from 21 to 10 days. They're difference makers. And I've had the occasion to use them on hundreds and hundreds of different patients and observe their effectiveness. So I know they work, not because I've read about it, not because I've read studies, but because I have a living laboratory. That is my work. And I can tell you that they work remarkably well. So we're going to take a short little break. Be back with the final segment. We get some important supplements to go over with you for helping you end your carb addictions forever. Stay tuned. The Whole Health Diet Book is much more than just an ordinary one-size-fits-all calorie-counting weight loss book. It's a life-changing book about personal transformation. The Whole Health Diet is a book designed to balance your body, mind, and spirit to maximize your calorie burning efficiency from the inside out complete with recipes and insights about the why of overeating the whole health diet is a truly complete transformational book about weight loss through life change the whole health diet is available at amazon.com purchase your book today balance your wellness through wholeness your favorite foods could be causing those irritating unexplained symptoms that you've been experiencing Bloating, restless sleep, rashes, aches, pains, migraines are all part of undiagnosed sensitivities. Alatest Medical Laboratory is your solution to identifying food sensitivities and allergies. We know that changing your diet can change your life. Talk to your doctor about ordering a test and visit foodallergy.com for more information. The first step, Alatest. Do you suffer from digestive bloating or indigestion? Do you have chronic migraine headaches or joint and muscle aches? You might have a chronic inflammatory condition due to improper food choice. If you've answered yes to either or both of these questions, you might benefit from a one-hour consultation with yours truly. Food initiates inflammation in the body, which can be reversed through diet. If you'd like to turn around your symptoms and beat inflammation, we can customize an anti-inflammatory diet that's just for you. Reverse your inflammatory symptoms naturally. Call to set up an appointment today at 781-817-3444. That's 781-817-3444. Remember, food is medicine. 
All right, welcome back. Great to have you with us tonight. My name is Mark Mincole. You've been listening to the one and only Natural Health Show, heard only on Blog Talk Radio Sunday nights at 8. Spread the word. Share it with everybody you know. We're here to serve you each and every Sunday night. We, we make sure that we hip you up to as much information as we think is important for you to grasp. And there's a plum, there's a lot of it. The issue we're talking to you tonight about is ending your carb addictions forever. We've been discussing how to permanently beat carb and sugar addiction naturally. First, first thing I want to say, just to reiterate, this is a very serious problem. These problems that start off as sugar addictions lead to heart disease and diabetes. They become very serious issues, no question about it. 160 million Americans are overweight and obese. 160 million overweight and obese. Three quarters of the male population, 60% of the female population, and even 30% of our child population under the age of 20. Serious problem. Sugar is, is centrally involved in weight gain, obesity, all the diseases associated with it, heart disease, diabetes, of course, et cetera, et cetera. You can throw in cancer. You can throw in most inflammatory diseases. You can throw in most autoimmune diseases. Cancer is at the heart of so many of these conditions, so many of these issues. It's a key player. It's a major problem, and it's pretty serious business. But it's insidious. It's insidious, because when we're talking about a food that has so much friendly accoutrement surrounding it, the commercials, the histories that we have, the, the, the family holidays, the events, the memories, it's a hard thing to really grasp at, at, the, level of, at the level of seriousness that it commands. But it's very serious business. I don't want anybody to think otherwise. All right, as promised, I got some supplements. Get your pens and your paper ready. These are very important issues, extremely important aspects of this process. First and foremost, there's an amino acid called glutamine, G-L-U-T-A-M-I-N-E, glutamine. Don't get the capsules. They're not strong enough. 500 milligrams isn't going to get it done. Get the powder, glutamine powder, 5,000 milligrams per scoop. I want you to take a half a scoop after each meal, glutamine powder, half a scoop three times a day. A mineral called chromium GTF, chromium, C-H-R-O-M-I-U-M, chromium. G is, G is in George, T is in Thomas, F is in Frank, GTF. Glucose tolerance factor, chromium GTF. That's 200 micrograms. One after lunch, one after dinner, two a day. Chromium GTF, 200 micrograms, MCG, one after lunch, one after dinner. There's a really great product made by Life Extension called Tri Sugar Shield. Tri Sugar Shield. Shield, S-H-I-E-L-D. Life Extension, Tri Sugar Shield. That's got sorghum brand, uh, sorghum brand, white mulberry. It's got a chloradzin from from apple. Really powerful agents to help to help regulate, help your body to regulate its sugar addiction. Dramatic. So so far I talked about glutamine powder, half a scoop, three times a day after meals. Chromium GTF, 200 mcgs, at one after lunch, one after dinner. Life extension, try sugar shield. Try sugar shield. Just take those as directed. 
And there's a product called Gymnema Sylvestre. Gymnema, G-Y-M-N-E-M-A. I'll spell it again, G-Y-M-N-E-M-A. Gymnema. The second word is Sylvestre. S-Y-L-V-E-S-T-R-E. Gymnema Sylvestre. It's actually referred to in the Hindu as Gurman, G-U-R-M-A-N. They refer to it in the Hindu faith. It's, it's actually from India. It's an herb from what's called the body vine from India. It's an herb. It's very powerful. And the, the term in Hindu says, is interpreted as sugar destroyer. Sugar destroyer. That's Janima Silvestri. It's a, it's a woody vine, like it's also called the body vine. It's a very woody vine, indigenous in India. Powerful agent, pretty powerful agent. Again, the Hindus call it a gurman, which refers to, translated directly as sugar destroyer. Those are 400 milligram capsules. They're generally four to five. Most of them are 400. I tell you to take three a day, one after breakfast, one after lunch, one after dinner. I'm going to go over those one more time. And again, if anybody misses any of these, the show will be actually up on the air again on the, on the network site. You can just go to the network site, blog talk radio, forward slash the natural health show, just like you got on tonight. You'll be able to pick it up to retool your notes. I talked about glutamine powder. One half a scoop after each meal. Chromium, C-H-R-O-M-I-U-M, chromium GTF, glucose tolerance factor. That's 200 MCGs. One after lunch, one after dinner. Life Extension is the next brand. Tri Sugar Shield, T-R-I-S-U-G-A-R, Shield. Tri Sugar Shield. That's sorghum, sorghum brand, white mulberry, flora, flora, something called Floridzin. Floridzin is from apple. It's an extract from apple. Very powerful. And the last one I mentioned is Gymnema, G-Y-M-N-E-M-A, Gymnema Silvestri, S-Y-L-V-E-S-T-R-E. It's a woody vine from India. Sugar destroyer. That's 400 milligrams. That's going to be three times a day, one after breakfast, one after lunch, one after dinner. So that's the program. It goes by quickly every Sunday. So hopefully you join us on a regular basis. Great to have you with us. Spread the word. Tell everybody you know about the program. We bring a lot of information to the table, a lot of useful, helpful information. Anybody interested in tapping into the past broadcast, like I said, you can simply go to blog talk radio forward slash the natural health show. My name is Mark Mincoli. You've been listening to the natural health show heard only on blog talk radio here on Sunday nights at eight until next Sunday at eight. This is Mark signing off saying, please be wise, be aware, be well, make it a healthy week. Good night.